0: The world we live in today is full of excitement. All you need to do is to wake up and you notice that your, your life is a series of excitements. What I mean by excitement is this is a series of activities that gets you busy. To be lazy takes a lot of effort. You know, to to not respond to things, you have to be the grandmother of sloth. Because the things that are thrown at you, you can't afford but to get up. And be busy and do something <laughs> left right turn I mean things are thrown at us from every angle and for you to say I won't do nothing about it it will be okay it's just Near or almost impossible. So we get up and we are busy with stuff. The needs around us also calls for us to be successful people. I mean, I don't know how in this in the present age that we're living. I do not know how you intend to lift your head above the waters without. Desiring to be successful In whatever field God has placed you Today It almost means that You know Finishing college means nothing Everybody is finishing college Almost everybody And it's, it's even Moved on to first degree Now it looks like first degree become a bad everybody worse So you can't in in the past you say what well, i've got first degree and then you know you were the the one-eyed man in, in the land of the blind now you can't do that anymore you can't even do that for masters the world has become very competitive and you ought to strive that you'll be successful like get your head out and things are getting rough rougher and rougher so you see the more things get rough, the more you need to find a place where you can be comfortable. So we're all seeking comfortable shoes, comfortable cars, comfortable habitations. Because things are tough. Things are hard. Things are challenging. And the last thing you want to do is standing on your feet on a hard, some, some hard boots. Doing an, um, a nine-hour shift, hard boots. You go to the shop. You want some comfortable shoes. Is anyone here yeah. that can identify what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're on your feet, mm-hmm. or even on even if it's on a chair, you want a comfortable chair because you are on nurses for long for long hours. And you come home, you know, you leave home at seven. Or some 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 at 6:30 to start an 8:30 job because the journey is very far. And when you finish at 5:30, another two hours get home for 9 o'clock. The last thing you want to do is to lie on a bed that is hard as rock. So we're all looking for a comfortable beds. I mean comfy beds. So we're trying to make things as, as, as comfortable around us as possible. But you see, being busy, being successful, living, having a comfortable life does not necessarily equals or brings fulfillment. Oh, someone didn't hear me. It looks like I'm in the wrong place this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Being comfortable. Being busy. You get very busy with things. And you are, you are successful. And you have all the, all, all the comfort that this life can, brings, can bring you. And you notice that all these things still do not bring fulfillment. But God... Wants you and me to experience fulfillment in life. Amen. I'm talking about satisfaction, living life satisfied. Hallelujah. Yes, God will give prosperity. God will give abundance, but God's abundance it make it rich. And he added no sorrow to it. God is calling us to a life with him that is fulfilling. Because you can have the comfort that this flesh needs, but then inwardly, you still feel like things are still rough. I've not hit the thing yet. Have you eaten the food? It was plenty, but you ate it for eating sake, just to fill your tummy. There was no satisfaction in it. I remember a young man once visited a home, and he was served with something I think he liked very much. After he finished, it, Auntie, you've hit the spot. That phrase has remained in my head up to date. Because what a young man said, I thought it was interesting. Auntie, you've hit the spot. You know, the, the, the the food hit the spot. I mean, it, ah, oh, hallelujah, praise God. And God wants us to come to that place where we say, ah, oh, fantastic, good life, praise God. Hallelujah. You know, a lifestyle where you, you know, you are going up and down every week, you're going up and down, but you know within you that you all, with all that you are doing, you are you are not really doing what you really want to do. And what you really will have, will have enjoyed. That's what I'm talking about. And God wants to bring us to that place where, you know, I am involved in what I really want to do. And I've settled in life. Amen. I listened to a man years ago. I can't remember the man's name and I can't remember the video. I've been looking for that video for, for young people for, for some time now and I can't seem to place my hand on it. But he said something. He was, he was, he was, he was talking about, um, about following you, following, um, doing something that along your gifts. That when you are doing something that you are satisfied with, it's not how much you are giving. Mm-hmm. You love it. And you give yourself to it. Yes. But sometimes you are being paid the highest mark on the thing. On the, on the job. But it's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It. You do it because you have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some things we do. You might not necessarily get paid for it, but you love it. Yeah. And you spend hours doing it. Yeah. And when they ask you, aren't you tired? No. I don't know what you're t- talking about. I interviewed a, ma- a man recently, and he said he was a lecturer. He said, "I don't know why they pay me for what I do. I love it. <laughs> I love what I do, and I really wonder why they even pay me for what I do. That this I love doing what I do. I love the subject and I teach it. Wow. Why they pay me? Why they pay me? I don't even un- understand because I'm enjoying myself, and they pay me for it." And for most people, and for, and, for, and for some people, the thing they do that they get paid for, just something they love. And you wonder how they get the energy. And then for some people, they're getting big. For what they do, but they don't enjoy it. They don't love it. But God wants us to, wants to bring us to a place where we enjoy Amen. the life he's given unto us. Amen. Hallelujah, someone. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God wants us to bring, God wants to bring us to to, to that place. Praise be to God. You see, so God, so this morning, what we are saying is this. God has a cure to a busy, successful, comfortable, but unfulfilling life. God has a cure to it. And the cure is diligent attention on obedience to his word. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone didn't hear me. I said, there is a cure. God has a cure to a busy, successful, comfortable, but unfulfilling life. And the kill is diligent attention and obedience to his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning I'm speaking on this on the subject. God's kill for the busy person. Oh, sorry, God's, God, God's call to the busy person. God's call to the busy person person This call we see in Isaiah verse 55 sorry Isaiah 55 Isaiah 55 You see diligent attention to God's word diligent attention and obedience to God's word will bring Fulfillment, forgiveness, favor, influence, joy, peace, and restoration. Wow. It will. It will. I'll repeat it. Diligent attention to God's word and obedience to the word of God will bring in fulfillment, forgiveness, favor, influence, joy, peace, and restoration. How do we get to this place? How do we get to this place where where we become diligent in our attentiveness and obedience to God's word? How do we get to this place? God gives us his word in Isaiah. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. We will need to recognize a few things to get to this place where we give diligent attention and obedience to God's word. There are a few things that you and me, we must recognize. Because God wants us to experience his fulfillment. why do we say this look at Isaiah's message he says ho everyone that thirsted verse 1 come ye to the waters and he that had no money come ye buy and eat yea come buy wine milk without money and without price wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfies not hearken diligently unto me and ye shall and and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in what fatness Hallelujah. Amen. You see, before we can experience what God has for us, we will need to recognize and acknowledge that, yes, God, what you are saying is true. Indeed, we are busy. Indeed, we are, we are being successful on the job. I mean, I've, I've had three promotions on my job. Isn't that success? I'm successful. I've been promoted three times in one year. Wonderful. I've been made a captain in my job. I've been made a team leader. I've been made the managers. I've been made the, the manager. I've been made whatever. And in my home, it's it, it's very comfortable. Things are okay. When I sit in my car, you know, everything is so wonderful. The windows just come on. All I need to do is just go near the car and everything is just on. It's wonderful, comfortable life. But it's unfulfilling. Mm. But, it is unfulfilling. We would need to recognize this. Because without this recognition, we will live in denial. We will tell ourselves, it is fine. But you see, we are doing well aren't we doing well but notice the verse 1 the first word for some of you you may think that the first word over there is a the name the first word please the, the, the verse 1 please for some of you you may think that the first word is the name of a town but it's not hello It's not the name of a a town. It's a word expressing pity. It's like, whoa, alas. But you see, in this context, it will mean something like, oh. Oh. Like a big sigh. Oh. Everyone that thirsted. It's like God is literally pleading with his people. How compassionate he is. Oh, everyone that thirsted, come, come, come ye to the waters. Hallelujah. Leave the little cups on the table and come to the waters. There's a river flowing come and drink from the brook maybe you're okay with you know little bottles of water in your fridge but God is saying come I've got a river for you to drink from I've got a brook for you to drink from I would I will satisfy you from there come and drink and you see come and buy without money." You have no money. I'm not charging you. Come and buy. Why? Because God's people were spending so much energy and resources just to be successful. Just to get things which were not satisfying their souls. And God is saying, come. What I'm offering you, come and buy. Come and buy means it's The thing is for sale. The thing has got a price on it. But I'm giving it to you without charge. Because someone has gone ahead and paid the price for you. So just come and drink. Come and enjoy. Oftentimes, the things of God, because they are offered to us, because you are not told, you know, this morning... uh, um, you, Your long hair, uh, this morning you pay 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Come on, quick, bring it. Uh, 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 100 pounds? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> you, you're a little boy. you um, 50. Come on, come on. <laughs> because we do not come selling the word of God, oftentimes mm-hmm. the word of God is taken for granted. Yeah. But if we came in here and at the door, you have four strong ashes. Uh, actually two. One there, one there. And then one of I think three, one at the back. Making sure that you don't get in here without paying 100 pound before you, before you get in. People will be queuing. People will be queuing. So are you sure? Yes, I am very very sure. Because there are many things that are put on sale that people queue for. That are not worth queuing for. That's right. A bit back, hey, let's go and get it. Did you realize that something that costs, you know, hundred pounds in a cell, they make it dollars um, 99.99. And then they tell you was 250. <laughs> and you're running for for it. <laughs> God have mercy. Amen. By the word of God, he says come. Come. So we first of all need to recognize that what the, the busy lifestyle means we are successful but and then we are comfortable. But this thing, this thing that the world offers is not fulfilling us. It's not fulfilling us. Let me let you in on this. It might help us, Isaiah. prophesying to Judah right and Judah the northern part of the northern kingdom right Judah is in captivity in Babylon these people have been in captivity for several northern kingdom Israel has been in captivity under Assyria and Judah Babylon and presently is also rising up and the thinking is this if these Gentile nations who serve idols are powerful able to conquer us for such a long time and we, and we, and we serve them then their gods might be mighty gods. Logic isn't it? Logic. Then they, their their gods might, might be mighty So then, although we don't like them, there comes a natural attraction. Because they're ruling you. So you tend to now want to, you know, give your allegiance to those gods. Secondly, we've been told your captivity, you're not coming out now. Stay there. Build houses. Live. So the Jewish people who were called to be priests. And as priests, one of the things that they had with them was attention to detail. Because they were priests. They were, they were also they also had they were they were dogged in their devotion. That is they were bullheaded that means it's like they had stubborn devotion because to be a priest you must have stubborn devotion to jehovah so they had that and they were also they also had imagination able to imagine because you can't see god but you can imagine so these three things so in in a formula in the land of babylon where they realized that they're going to be in captivity for a long time they had to live they had to survive And actually, they were told to live. What did they do? Israel, uh, the Jews, then began to uh, to bring these free qualities they had into the land in Babylon. They began to compete with the natives. They began to compete with them, and so for in a little while they became prosperous. They were not competing with the natives, succeeding in, the, in trade, buying and selling. That's why you find them anywhere and they seem to be breaking through. Put him anywhere and you break through. Why? Attention to detail, doggedness, that is, stubborn devotion to whatever he, he's doing, and imagination. So they, begin to, so they began to prosper, they began to feel comfortable. Their lives were successful. They were doing well. They were busy going up and down. I mean, they were doing well. So when they were doing well, comfortably, they had forgotten about Zion. <coughs> Hello. Hi. They had forgotten about Zion. They had forgotten about the temple. But here, God comes to them and God says to them, tell me, Tell me, the success you've had, the comfort you have now, your busyness, is it meeting your real need? Because at the end of the day, you are in exile. At the end of the day, you are not in your homeland. Is that what you really want? Is that all you want in life? I have something better for you. Your deliverance is about time. time. Your deliverance is almost near. And you need to get your attention to my word. And obedience unto my word. Because I'm going to lead you out very soon. Don't get too comfortable. Because the comfort you are seeking... It's not really meeting your needs. I mean, you are in exile. What comfort can your captor give you? That's right. What can the one who has captured you give you that will make you so comfortable that you for- you forget your homeland? Basically, the point is this. What is it? What success can you have? What favors can you have? What comfort can you have such that what your soul, what your spirit man, what your inner man needs is now abandoned. What comfort can you have when your inner man is not at rest, is not satisfied? What comfort is it? I'm sure... There is someone here who can identify with this Jewish people that Hazai is speaking to you. have this. You have that. You've got the money. You can buy this. You can buy that. You are successful. You go to the job. The oh, hello, boss, come in. Oh, hello, oh, hello, hello. But you are not fulfilled. You know, this is not what really I want. I am only here. I'm only doing this because I've got to do something. But God is saying, hey, I have something better for you. Hallelujah. I have something better. Listen to what he says here in the verse 2. In the verse 2. He says, wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your, and, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me. And eat ye that which is good. If you hearken to me, you will eat that which is good. And that which will bring fatness to your soul. Is someone hearing me this morning? But the temptation is high. Because we think, oh, you know, it's been a long time. Is there any hope? Can I really get that satisfaction? How is God going to move all these mountains? He is God. How would God move all these hurdles and bring me to that place that I really ought to be? How is it going to happen? God have mercy. God have mercy. God have mercy. You see, he says, what would I give you? I will give you... He says, he that has no money, come buy wine, milk, Eat good food. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, in Ephesians one verse three, we understand that God has given unto us every what spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Hello. God has given unto us all the spiritual blessing. Blessed be God. And father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ every spiritual blessing you could ever think about the Bible says God has blessed you with you say me I say yes you (laughs) couldn't be but who number two stole the cookie from the cookie pot no it's you hallelujah Amen. god says you i have blessed you with every spiritual blessing Amen. everything i blessed you in christ but you see until i recognize that i all the things that i have all the material things that the world is offering me doesn't fulfill me I will keep chasing them as if they are one day going to do it. Have you realized that you want something so bad, something material, you get it. And the moment you get it, you want the next one. You want the next one. And you get this one, you want the next one. Oh, I wish I had that one. Oh, I wish I had this new. And then someone comes and shows you a new model. Ah, I should have waited. And then you begin to... Pray for the next one. God have mercy. But God says, every spiritual blessing that will satisfy you, that will fulfill you, is already available in Christ for you. To God be the glory. It's already available for you in Christ. Another thing that he says here is this, he says, incline, incline. So we need to recognize that these things around us, the the material success, the material comfort, the business, they will not bring the fulfillment that our soul needs. The next thing that we need to recognize is this, we need to recognize That we need diligent attention to the word of God. Because without diligent attention to the word of God, there is no way we will be able to glean the treasures that are in them. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. It is a glory of God to conceal a thing. Proverbs But it is the honor of kings to discover it. I'll say it again. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it is the honor of kings to discover it or to uncover it. What God is saying is this. I have many things in store. But you see, it is your honor that you will dig and find them. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 3. It says, incline your ear. Incline your ear and come to me. Here and your soul shall live. What does incline mean? I know incline, we all know incline. Incline is something like this, isn't it? You know, you 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 are you you. Someone is talking. Someone is talking undertone, and you really want to get into the conversation. So you are standing there, and you are doing this. And when they turn to, to look at you, you go. <laughs> but you are trying to, you know, eavesdrop what they are saying. But you see, more than physically bending the ear to incline your ear. It's a hard thing. Because you desire to know. You desire to, you know, to be privy to what they're talking about. It's a hard thing. It's inside you. You, you, you want to understand. You want to know. And God says, I, I want that. I want that to be that, that desire in your heart to want to know. Hallelujah. Amen. I want, God is saying, incline your ear." Praise God. Hallelujah. Is someone hearing me this, yeah. n- n- this morning? God wants us to incline the ear. And the, incline the, 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 the ear involves the heart. Where you, you are eager to want to know. God wants us to, to want to know. And you reveal. Wanting to know. Praise the Lord. Now, what, there's, there's something it says, it, says, it says in the verse 3. And I want to comment on that. I want to comment on that. In the verse 3. Praise God. Hallelujah. He says, Incline your ear, come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. And I. Hallelujah. Amen. Your soul shall. Live. Oh, come on. Your soul shall. Live. What does it mean to live? What does it mean to, to, uh, to live? To live is not just to exist. I've always desired to make that, this, this different, different differentiation. You can just exist. Existence is not what God is talking about. And many people are just existing. They are just there. But when you are alive, you are able to engage with your environment hallelujah when you are al- when something is, is alive here right now that thing will be jumping about responding to stimuli that is you are able to interact engage your environment and not just engage your environment when you are living in god you engage with your with your environment victoriously And fruitful.ly Is someone here with me? Yes. To live is to engage with the environment. Victorious—that is, you win, you conquer, you 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 overcome—and become fruitful. Hallelujah! Because why say I am alive but not fruitful? So, hear me and your soul shall live. The things that overcome you within, I'm coming home. Those thoughts that bombard your mind, those ideas, concepts that trouble your mind. It says, as you hear me, your soul will live your soul will overcome those negative thoughts. Those thoughts that round you down. Those thoughts that tell you it's impossible. You can't make it. You are a failure. You are doomed. Why did you even come here? See your life. It's all messed up. You will never amount to anything. You, you have failed once. You will fail again. But you see, when you hear God, God will tell you, hallelujah, I became poor so that you might become rich. I went down so I will lift you up. And when the enemy comes, you fall in, and that's what you tell him. God says, when there's a there falling down? It means there is a rising up. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God praise God because there are things that war against the soul of man that this success with physical things will not quench them the comfort of your home the comfort of your car the comfort of your surroundings will not quench those thoughts that disturb your soul they won't quench it is someone hearing me this morning But God says, when you hear me, your soul shall live. Your soul will live, will rise up and take charge. Because you've heard God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then he says, he says, And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will make an everlasting covenant, even the sure mercies of Amen. David. Come with me to Second Samuel. I would like to read something from Second Samuel, chapter 7, the 14th verse to 16. Second Samuel. Hallelujah, Praise the Lord. 2 Samuel chapter 7, the verse 14, listen to this, he says, oh sorry, I'm in first, 2 Samuel chapter 7, okay, I will will be his father, this is God speaking to David, or let me put it this way, this is God making a covenant promise to David, right? So God tells David, I will be his father. That is, God was speaking to David concerning his son. I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. Verse 15. But my Mercy. mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul whom I put away before thee verse 16 and thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee thy throne shall be established forever in the same second Samuel chapter 23 and the fifth verse David himself says something here he comments on this covenant that God made with him he comments on it although my house be not so with God yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant all in all things and sure for this is all my salvation hallelujah So God made an everlasting covenant. You see, God made an everlasting covenant to show David mercy. That all the wrongs that David ever did could not destroy this covenant God made with him. Is someone hearing me? Come on, it's it's a bit too weak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, God made an everlasting means forever. And is, the mer- is, is a covenant of mercy to show David mercy in his house. That all the wrongs that David did, it could not do away with this covenant of mercy. Hallelujah. It could not. Hallelujah. I said it could not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And in Hebrews chapter 8, something is said about you and me. Let's go there quickly. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews 8. I may have to end very shortly. Hebrews 8. Verse 1. From the verse 1 going downwards. Hallelujah. Hebrews 8. Now in Hebrews 8. It reads. Now. Of the things which we have spoken. This is the sum. This is the summary. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore it is of necessity that this man has somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, said he, that thou make all things according to the pattern show thee in the mount. But now, had he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Now watch this. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. That in the covenant with Moses, those laws were good, then God would not have brought Christ. To establish a new covenant with you and God, are you hearing me so so far? Now let's go on, verse eight. For finding fault with them, that's the old one. He said, "Behold, the days come," says the the Lord, "when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with your fathers in the day when I took them from." by the hand to lead them out of the land of egypt because they continued not in my covenant and i regarded them not says the lord for this is a covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the, the lord i will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and i will be to them a god and they shall be to me a people did someone hear me? Yes. God is saying, I will be to them God. Mm-hmm. He, they will, you will call God, God. Hallelujah. Amen. My God. Mm-hmm. Let's stop saying just God. My, God. My God. Because some people are in the habit of thinking that God belongs to certain people. But God is saying, I want you to come to the place where you know I am your God. I Am your source. I am your maker. I am your provider. I am your sustainer I am your helper. I am the one that lifts you up I am the one that upholds you you want to come to the place where you can say my God in the face of Challenges you can stand before men and say my God shall bring me through My God, my God. you see God doesn't want grandfathers sorry granddaughters and nieces and cousins and um in-laws god wants children That's right. is someone getting hearing, hearing me maybe you, you don't understand what i mean god has. you see if you are a grand if you are a granddaughter that means uh, if you if you are what if you are if you are a granddaughter then then that means that you know um you go through someone to God isn't it but God doesn't want you to come as a granddaughter or a grandson or a nephew God wants to come you to come as his child first hand straight through Christ straight no middleman cut off the middleman Christ, your high priest, is Abba in heaven interceding for you, Cut the middle man. Hallelujah. Amen. You trust him. You don't get through. Keep trusting him. Because he's your God. He said, I will never forsake you. I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. He said, God, this weapon is too much. Earlier chapter, the 17th verse, he says, I created the blacksmith. I created those who work with all kinds of instruments. I made a man that designed the, 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 the gun, the machine gun, and all those weapons that you know. And I who made them, and they. Produce all these things I tell you no weapon no weapon no weapon because I made the people who have made all the weapons you know and see and I'm telling you no weapon formed against you shall prosper none none of the weapons Hey, but this, this is a biological weapon. God says, No weapon, yes. it comes under no weapon. Yes. Hey, but this is a spiritual, this is a voodoo man, it comes under no weapon. Hallelujah. Hey, they put three eggs on my door, it comes under no weapon. No weapon. They made a cross on my car, no weapon. Hallelujah, Amen. they, they, they done some. You can come and draw whatever you want to draw. My 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 God tells me no weapon formed against me. Shah! No weapon. Let me continue. Let me continue here. Let me continue. Oh yes. Yes. Hebrews. Hebrews. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach any man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. This is God's promise because I will will reveal myself to people, to my people. And now what's the verse 12? For I will come on. Say with me. I will. I will. Oh, come on. Who is speaking here? I will. I will do what? Merciful. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquity. Will I remember no more? Hallelujah. Solomon said, is there any man who does not sin? Is there any man? But in the covenant, this everlasting covenant, God is saying, I will be merciful. Amen. I will be merciful. I don't know the state of your soul or your mind. But if you are here, pressed down, shaken t- 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 together, pulled, pulled down by the enemy, I've come to tell you, God says, I will show you mercy. Amen. God says, I will show you mercy. Amen. He says, your sins may be as scarlet red, but I will wash them. And I'll make it white as snow. You can approach me confidently. You can come before me and talk to me as God. I'm compassionate. I love you. God is not kidding us. God is not, God is not playing games with us. Let's respond with, serious, with the same level of seriousness. Because God means business. When God says, I'll be merciful. And it's an everlasting covenant. Let's not take it for temporal. It's everlasting. Where do you find yourself this morning? God is saying, hey, my mercy is towards you. I'm everlasting. As far as the east. Is from the West so have I separated your iniquities far from you and I brought you closer unto myself that you may have confidence to approach the living God hallelujah Amen. hallelujah Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. hallelujah praise God praise God you see we are not only safe we are not only safe in Christ we are not only safe in Christ he's also made abundant provision for us hallelujah Amen. i cannot finish our end here rise up on your feet but i came to tell you there's a cure hallelujah there's a cure there's a cure to that successful comfortable unfulfilled life there's a cure for it it's attention to god's word and obedience unto the same word hallelujah now we will come to the place where we give attention to God's word this this day I want to challenge you I want to challenge you as God is sealed with His word I want to challenge you to go back and give attention to the scriptures as you get into it read it like God's own letter to you it seriously. Read it as God's manual to you. As God's book to you. Digest it. Understand it. Take a pen. Take a notebook. Read it. Underline things. It's your Bible. I'm sorry if you are used to tablets. You can't you can't underline. But get a bona fide one like this one. Underline it. Make notes. What God says to you. Write it down. Say this is God's promise to me this is God's word to, to me and keep it and in your prayers you said God you said you would do this yes. you said you would do this yes. maybe this morning you find yourself you are but your mind is being butchered by the enemy left and right with all kinds of accusations this morning you want to remind the enemy and say hey he said under everlasting covenant That's right. of mercy That's right. that he will show me mercy now you show me mercy. You see, God wants you to become confident, bold. The only thing that keeps Christians weak and flabby and you know, like milk toast, is when he bombards our minds with sin and tells us we are no good. You, you are rubbish. You, you when Christians are talking, don't even talk. You are none of them. And then sometimes you get pe- people also helping you. You last week he did this, he did this say, under the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His mercy is everlasting. Hallelujah. Say that I will not remove this. I will give unto you the sure mercies of David, which is pardon for wrong. Pardon for wrong. So you can stand before me. So you can stand before me confident. And when God pardons you, you stand before him stand and maintain it and enjoy enjoy that because if you keep going up and down up and down you will destroy your own conscience your own conscience will become something else and you will doubt your own self but if god but you see i still can't after all that i have said i still can't go against the truth he said it's everlasting so wherever you find yourself this morning sorry this morning Lift your voice unto him and say, Father, I thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, mighty warrior. Great. He's great in battle. He will fight the battle in the soul. The battle in the soul, warring you down, condemning you, butchering your mind, destroying your mind. Tearing your mind apart, telling you, you are no good. Jesus are and say, Father, I thank you. Your oh, name Begin to thank God. Begin to for Jesus oh, Lord lift, lift your voice somebody lift your voice somebody and said, Lord I thank you for Jesus I thank you for his